Before we begin, we have a quick disclaimer. All opinions expressed in Energon Shots are strictly personal opinions. Also, this show's 18 up, so if you're listening to this and you're under 18, you're grounded. We have no connections to any company or corporation, and we do not represent any larger conglomerate which may or may not exist to sell toys to kids. We also do not represent any comic book publisher who may or may not release stories about robot aliens from any specific planets. Also, both of our personas are made for this show and this show only. So if you see us anywhere else, they're fakes, and you should kill them. Uh, wait, what? Remember, if there's two of you in the same universe, the universe will kill one of you eventually. Do your civic duty and shoot your doppelganger on sight. Don't, don't do this. Don't murder anyone. We do not endorse murder. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. everybody, and welcome to Energon Shots, where we take shots at the cons and bots. I'm Livewire, and I'm the thirsty one. I'm Bogey, and I'm the worst Decepticon ever. Wait, no, I'm not a Decepticon. I'm not even a Predacon. But you were a Predacon, which is technically a Decepticon, and you stopped being a Predacon, so you're a bad Decepticon. Uh, well, I... I guess that's logical. I hope it's logical. You know who else is super logical? The topic of our episode today. Oh, um, is that a TFA sound wave? No, no, no. Um, it's shockwave. Yes, it is shockwave, Mr. Logic himself. It is absolutely massive titty window. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wait, no, I'm not the thirsty one. Okay. I'm not the thirsty was, one, guys. Was that interest I detected in your voice? Are you perhaps curious about Shockwave's big humongalunga duck robos? Uh, when you put it like that, not anymore. Shame, because we're talking about them anyway. Oh, great. So this episode focuses on Shockwave and how he is the worst thing to ever happen to anyone ever for all time. That- that is an objective lie. He is not the worst thing. Sometimes he's a very, very good boy who just wants Megatron to call him back. He's bad! He's bad and he's terrible and everything that is ever goes wrong is all his fault. Okay, that- <laughs> I can't think of a single time where that's not the case. Uh... <laughs> yeah. A quick disclaimer everything though- I, yes. I feel like we need to say this because this is a weirdly common thing I've seen in the fandom. Um, the IDW comics, um, I think it's IDW in particular, gets into Emperata, which is like, you know, this really horrible procedure, and because it happened to Shockwave in the IDW comics, there's a lot of fans who apply that to, like, all Shockwaves across all different continuities, and, like, that's not accurate. Let's just, like, you know, clear that up first. It's not accurate. Most not shockwaves... all Shockwaves are Emperata Shockwaves. Most of them did it to themselves. Most of them are just built like that, and that's okay. Yeah! We love a big-tittied Cyclops in this house. That's- that's not what the Emperada did. That's- We love- we love- different. we love a big Cyclops with a gun in this house. He- he is a gun. That's what he is. At least- Sometimes he's a gun. Other times he's like a weird crab with a gun on his back? Either way, it's- there's always a gun involved. There's always a gun involved, but especially in G1, where it all starts. Oh, yeah, that's, 
th look, this is the classic one. You know, one of the first times you see him, well, after, you know, the original uh, Shockwave you stay behind, is, like, he's so tired. Like, he's just dragging his feet. You're like, you want to pet him on the head and tell him everything's going to be okay. Like, you want to give him a cookie and a blanket and just be like, it's okay, take a break. We'll, we'll do it again tomorrow. Yeah. And also, he has just the softest voice. I I wish they'd bring back that it's voice so actor. It's so sultry. They did. Yeah, they, they brought him back for TFA. No, they brought him back for the Bumblebee movie. Really? I had no idea. Actually. Yeah, that's Shockwave's original voice actor. Aw, that's that's awesome. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, he's only there for like two seconds, but he's there. <laughs> well, that's still somehow better than Bay. Uh, but we don't we'll, talk about Bayformers anyway. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But we'll first, get to that. But first, G1, and this guy is like the most patient Decepticon. Like he waits. What is it? Four million years? Three million years? Something like that. Three... I, I think it's closer to four million. Yeah, like, you know, the Decepticons, Autobots crash on Earth, and this guy is just stuck at home base, walking around sadly like a zombie, calling Megatron. Megatron says nothing. And then, like, as the show... Megatron, please call me back! I've done everything right! <laughs> Poor Megatron Senpai ghosted him. Why are you ghosting him. me? <laughs> Yeah, and, like, even when they um, get the space bridge and they start that working, like, half the time it doesn't even work right, and they just send him, like, dirt and shit. Or, like, random Autobots. Like, this guy just cannot catch a break. He's doing his best, and, the, like, Megatron is just fucking up all around him. He is doing his best, and considering who he has to work with, that's, that's a lot of effort that he's expending. Oh, yeah, no, he does not have the Energon to waste on this. But he doesn't technically ruin anything. He tries to actually fix stuff in G1. That's he just ruins things and everything else. That's true. Isn't there, like, one shot, though, where, like, Bumblebee is running around and Shockwave can barely see him because, you know, B's under his, like, massive rack? Yeah, he's literally, he's literally standing below him because Shockwave's boobs, Shockwave's fucking chest cavity is so wide, Bumblebee can hide underneath Completely undetected. Honestly, it's so great. Honestly, uh, Metroplex could hide underneath Shockwave's titties and be undetected. <laughs> Look, I wish I could hide under Shockwave's titties and be undetected. Man, and here I thought I was, I was worried about like, oh man, am I sounding like the thirsty one? No, thanks, Livewire, for keeping it real. <laughs> You're welcome. It's my job. <clears throat> anyway. Moving on from G1. Do you want to talk about the toy? Because you always talk about the toys. Yes! Yes, the toys. So, uh, G1 Shockwave was very interesting in that I think he was the most difficult one to transform out of literally the entire series. And I have the masterpiece version of that, and it's hard. It turns into a weird pseudo-gun thing. And it kind of, like, it looks like a gun, but you hold it weird, and it can go through TSA, because Megatron can't, and it looks, it's it's stupid, but it's cool at the same time. And I'm, I want to restore a G11, but I don't have the ability to. But I have uh, three Cyberverse toys, because those ones are really well made. I have uh, the Transformers Prime Shockwave and the TFA Shockwave. I haven't been able to get my hands on literally any other Shockwave that I've liked. There are, like, a lot that are, um... H tanks, which I looked this up because I was like, oh, what's a what does a real H tank look like? They don't exist. Transformers made that shit up just for like Shockwave and sometimes Megatron. 
Transformers makes up a lot of stuff, actually. Um, before, uh, well, it's a slight side note. Before Bumblebee was officially a Camaro, they actually made up the car type that Bumblebee was. Nice. Like they make up a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is it is alien robots. It's alien robots with huge titties. Well, just a few of them have the huge titties. It's not like a universal thing. They deserve the huge titties, though. They deserve them. Most of them do. Most of them do. Most of them. Does Energon um, Shockwave deserve his titties? Or are they ill-begotten boobs? This guy, he stores chaos in his boobs. And he's not actually named... <laughs> Look. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I know that this is hard to believe. But uh, <laughs> Energon Shock Blast, because they... They didn't have the rights to the name Shockwave, so they had to call him Shock Blast. But he's he's purple. He looks like Shockwave. It's Shockwave. Uh, Energon it's Shock Shockwave. Blast is so absolutely unhinged. He absolutely blows like the Marvel Comics version out of the water, which like yeah. We should we should probably talk about that real quick before we like get into Energon proper. Uh, Marvel Comics Shockwave is that guy that went to rehab and then came out and it did fucking nothing for him. He went to rehab and came back worse. He came back worse, and he made it everyone else's problem. That was a really weird thing about reading the comics. I was like, you know, the first few issues were pretty standard, and then Shockwave shows up and just fucks everything over. Like, he, you know, he has the audacity to go up to Megatron and be like, alright, I'm taking over now. Which is so different from how he was in, like, the G1 cartoon. Like, And Megatron is like, the fuck? Like, no? And then they fight, and it gets bad. Yeah, yeah. And then Shockwave goes off on his own. He's like, well, if you won't let me take over the Decepticons, I'm just going to ruin everything. And then he does. He does. This, this is definitely a Shockwave that ruins things. But yeah, Energon Shockwave is uh, not great. So Shockblast in Energon is a fascinating character. He is unhinged. He wants like all the power from uh, Unicron, which is kind of in like a semi-dormant state. He gets chained up and, like, really weirdly, like, held up by chains often, and I don't know why they do that, but, uh, you know, Livewire, you, you probably have, like, an inkling of an idea why they would do such a thing. Yeah, it's because Energon has a bondage kink, and if it's not him, it's gonna be someone else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's, like, he's crazy, right? Um, I, but he gets crushed by, um... I think at some point Megatron starts controlling Unicron. Look, it's a whole thing. Energon's very weird. Uh, but Shockblast gets crushed extremely graphically to death. Like, his eye pops out, and, like, it's crazy. Ew. If you thought if you thought uh, Blur in TFA was bad, you are not ready for Shockblast in Energon. Um, well, Blur in TFA, like, took two seconds, and then he became a cube. Yeah, but uh, the other funny thing about Energon with uh shock blast is that he has a secret brother like <laughs> all this what? all this stuff happens with shock blast and then he dies and then like the next episode there's like this um kind of yellow orange army uh like what is it like um uh, camo print shockwave uh gross yeah his name is uh six shot not to be confused with oh wait no i know six shot I like that guy. Well, it's it's not the same as um the six shot that you usually know, like the the ninja um, like he's not even a triple changer. He's got like six different modes. This is not the same six shot. 
Yeah, that's why his name is Six Shot, because he has six transformations. He's a fucking weirdo. But not this Six Shot. This Six Shot is completely different. He's like, uh, he's Shock Blast's less talented younger brother. He gets bullied. He cries. I, I want to do a full episode on just the various Six Shots. Like, I want to get into that later, but it's... Not right now! It's, it's a little bit funny that, like, in this continuity, Shock Blast just has a, a twin. Just, why not, right? You know, double the Shockwave crazy. can have a twin as a treat. Yeah. But the question is, are his twins' boobs as big as Shockwave's boobs? Considering they're the exact same animation model with a new coat of paint, yes. <laughs> Wait, so it's just like an ugly orange camouflaged Shockwave? Yes, he's... Ew! Yeah, no, it's, uh... That's, that's not sexy. It... Yeah, no, he... I, I can't argue anything. He is the least sexy Transformer. Well... <laughs> Not the least sexy. I would argue that the Bayverse incarnation of Shockwave is markedly less sexy. Oh my god, it looks like someone threw together a bunch of fucking razor blades and then shoved a light bulb in the middle of it. I hate it so much. To be fair, that description works for pretty much any Bayverse character. Yeah, but like, Shockwave is the worst out of all of them. I hate it. I hate it so much. He looks so bad. And he's also, like, a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, he fucking sucks. He only has, like, he mostly talks in just gibberish, doesn't he? He has three lines in the entirety of the movie series where he actually makes sense, and the rest of it is all, I'm gonna talk about science, because this sounds important. And Megatron is, like, fascinating, and it's, it's horse shit. It's like in TFP when Bumblebee makes a bunch of beeps, and Optimus is like, you are correct, Bumblebee. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense to anybody, and he's an asshole! I mean, at least he made that really cool, uh, big worm thing, right? He he made that, right? That was his, like, his pet project that... What the fuck? Kinda? Was, it was like... Those those were, like, some pretty cool, uh, you know, scenes where, like, that giant metal worm was, uh, burrowing into... Destroying everything. It was, like... It wasn't, like, a worm. It was, like... Oh, God. It was in the desert, and it was, like, a... a it was, like, a scorpion kind of thing. And it had... It was, like... It had a name, and it was a Transformer that had a name. I just fucking forgot it. Oh, I'm talking about, like, uh, Dark of the Moon. You know, in that scene... Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> okay. In, uh, in Dark of the Moon, Shockwave gets, like, one line of dialogue. It's complete garbage gibberish i think it's just like a yell in fact uh and, <laughs> and he un- yeah he basically like i don't know if there's pet or he invented them or like what the hell it is but he's got like this massive fucking like razor snake and it just like huh. twists around buildings and breaks them and the visuals are really cool like the physics of everything that's going on is complete fucking bullshit because everything's exploding left and right where it shouldn't be but because michael bay made it and he gets his rocks off by blowing things up apparently yep i mean at least it's uh at least it's cool to look at kind of it's not okay it's it's a little bit cool actually it's it's not it's it's a little however cool. there is one cool and awesome version of shockwave that i really enjoy i mean there's two versions of shock there's three versions of shockwave that i really enjoy but this one is so different that it threw everyone for a loop and it's tfa shockwave and his big antler horns i love this guy he traded out the the boobs for like shoulders and antlers like He's a giant walking, like, Dorito, and it's great, and he's tall, and he's got claws, 
and he can change into like three things. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I I was very surprised when I first watched TFA. I honestly did not see the twist coming. I I thought And he's well, blue. Well, he's he's blue and teal while he's um in his uh long arm disguise and like before he reverts to his true colors. He's like He's kind of the closest uh, to G1 Shockwave, I would say, because he spends so long undercover not knowing where Megatron is. So again, like, being absolutely ghosted while he has to hang out with slimy Autobots, you know? And then he turns Blur into a cube, and everyone ships them for some godforsaken fucking reason. I, look, look, that scene- I hate it! That scene emotionally destroyed me so bad, I cannot even think about the emotional destruction Blur had. Uh, <laughs> but I I just love that shockwave. He's such, like, he looks like such a cryptid in the scenes where he, like, stretches his leggies real long. It's just, he's very, he's very odd. Like, Slenderman, he could give Slenderman a run for his money, for sure. For sure. Oh, for sure, but also, like, his beautiful voice, because he's voiced by his original G1 VA. Oh, It's my gosh. very, very, it's so soothing and beautiful to listen to. I, I love the dichotomy between, like, the horrible things Shockwave does and, like, his voice. He sounds like, <laughs> he sounds like a frail old man who could fall over at any second. God, no, it's sultry. The word it's... you are looking for is sultry. That. That is not the word I was looking for. The word I was that looking for. That is definitely the word that you were looking for. I was for. looking for the words old man on, like, life support. <laughs> mm, it's not what it sounds like to me. Okay, I, I guess you like the uh, the old men, right? That's that's your type? Huh? No. Well, yes, because Ratchet's there, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, so, him and TFA was really, really good, and I enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed him in TFA, but I also thoroughly enjoyed him in TFP, where he was voiced by David Sobolov, who I have met personally, and he's cool as hell. He traded out the, the skinny for, like, absolute chonk. Like, this guy is a fucking thick. unit. He's thick! His legs! His legs are so beautiful! <laughs> Oh my gosh, he is, um, look, I, I will admit the first time I heard him speak, I was so disappointed he didn't have that same soft voice, but, you it know. It fits him really well, though. Yeah, it does, it does, because he does different things, he's more of like, I think he's almost more sympathetic in Transformers Prime, I'd argue. He, like, in TFP, he's really interesting because he is there for Megatron. Yeah, that's cool. But he is solely there for his own interests because he wants to make Jurassic Park real. I and mean, I support him. Who who wouldn't want to do that? But uh, he, he he's such a responsible pet owner. He, like, microchips them. And he's a cat dad! He is! He is! And he's, like, growing more friends for his friend. Like, ah. Uh, it's great! Everyone only hates him a little bit. Uh, I wish that he decked uh, Starscream a little more. He kind of gets along with Knockout. Like, he's not bad in TFP. At least he doesn't cause, like, you know, the end of the world. He's just like, I just want to fuck around with my dragon pets. Yeah, he just wants to make dragons and dinosaurs. Like, you know, who and are we to I support him. him. Absolutely. His, his beautiful, beautiful, chunky thighs. <laughs> oh, my God. He's... I, it's, it's interesting that he's much more logical. Like, I'm not sure where the, uh, the obsession with logic came from. I think it might have been Marvel, actually. 
because I don't remember seeing a lot of that in G1. It definitely wasn't there in Energon. He was the least logical person. And then in TF... Oh, yeah. And then in TFA, he, like... Uh, Soundwave was the one who was saying, you know, this is logical, that's illogical, you know. When I was talking to David, they said that uh, they needed to give Shockwave more of a... Oh, God, what was the word that he used? They need to give Shockwave more of a solid presence as like the one that adheres to what is logically sound since a sound wave didn't really like talk during the show and the sound wave was supposed to be that so they brought him in because well shockwave was shockwave but they also brought him in because they needed someone to be a solid foil against starscream's insanity oh that makes sense because i think um from what i've heard shockwave never really hated anyone except for starscream like Oh, yeah, he fucking hated Starscream. He wanted to deck him so fucking bad. And I support him. I support him. I support him, too. I hope that when, um, you know, at the end of the the series, you know, Shockwave and uh, Starscream blasted off in that little capsule, I hope that Shockwave, like, you know, just kind of punched him around a little bit in there. He deserved it. I I hope he kicked him out. Well, we well no, because sh- he sh- Starscream shows up in uh cyber in uh, uh fucking um uh, Robots in Disguise 2015, but Shockwave does not. Yeah, oh, I'm so disappointed by that. I would have loved to see him, especially with the um, I don't want to say upgrades they gave to Starscream and Soundwave, but like they made their designs they were a little upgrades. better. They made them. Yeah, look we a got to better. see Starscream. We got to see uh, Galvatron. We got to see Soundwave. We didn't get to see Shockwave. I think that would have made Robots in Disguise 2015 real interesting. But no, they had to focus on the furries. Don't don't act like you didn't like the furries. I know about I like Thunderhoof a lot. <laughs> I I know I know Livewire. But uh, Shockwave was also in Cyberverse, and he was very interesting in Cyberverse. He played a main role in, like, the entirety of Season 2, and he got shit on by Soundwave all the time. Oh my god, like, yeah. He was also, like, pink. Yeah, he was, like, a more purpley pink, which I, I did like that. I thought that was uh, a nice kind of change to make him... Well, he was kind of pink in earlier uh, iterations as well, but they really went ham on it with, like, the um, kind of lightning-y look on his shoulders and stuff. They gave him garters. They gave well, they gave everyone in Cyberverse garters. Yeah, I'm not sure why they did that. Is there some kind of, like, appeal to garters, or...? I mean, they're garters. Yeah. Yeah, they're... That, that doesn't help you at all. Anyway... <laughs> Shockwave was in Cyberverse, and he was one of the reasons for, like, a lot of the plot stuff that happened in Season 2. Uh, he was also there when Starscream got his shit bashed in, so that was fun. Yeah, a- absolutely. That was a- that sure was a scene that happened. I- he also gets walked <laughs> off by Soundwave playing the sad clown trombone, and it's my favorite scene in the whole show. He deserved it. That was, that was a very good scene. I, it was so great. I personally loved the kind of friendship that Shockwave had at times with Wheeljack. Like, they're both, you know, mad scientist inventors. I feel like that's, you know, they should explore that more often. Shockwave made a teeny tiny Shockwave, and then he brought it to Mech Adams, and then Wheeljack and the tiny Shockwave started dancing, and then they started laughing, and it was very cute, and then a war broke out. Ah, uh, like it, like they do. It just happens sometimes. Like they do. Yeah. He was he was pretty good. Uh, I guess I I know that he deserved this, and you know Soundwave deserved to win the race here. But it is a bummer that uh, Shockwave did die. Like 
that's too bad. I know that, you know, it kind of completes the uh, rivalry between him and Soundwave, but I would have liked to see more of him in Cyberverse, especially, like, after the yeah. war, you know? I mean, him dying was better for literally everyone, though. <laughs> like, maybe everyone so. benefited from Shockwave dying, except maybe Starscream. Yeah, well, Starscream did not have a good time in, in Cyberverse. Cyberverse was not Starscream safe. No, no, it was not. Uh, but War for Cybertron Shockwave was a little unhinged as well. Not as unhinged as other Shockwaves, but just slightly unhinged. Unhinged to the point where he's like, hey, so I'm going to siphon all of the Energon from everyone on the planet because it's the only way that we can survive. And you're going to be cool with it because there's no other way. And Megatron's like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, Megatron was, um, like, he knew that he had to do it because uh, Optimus fucked shit up. He yeeted the AllSpark just you know, right into space to who knows where. Bye-bye! And, bye. and Cybertron was dying, and they, you know, they did not have the resources available to keep everyone alive. They had to make sacrifices, but that doesn't mean that they enjoyed it. Uh, so when Shockwave was doing this stuff, like, you know, Megatron obviously authorized him to do it, but uh, Megatron was not happy with it. He didn't like that they had Megatron to. didn't want to do it. Shockwave was just like, well, this is the only way that we can survive. And Megatron was like, are you sure? And Shockwave was like, yeah, it'll be fine. And Megatron was like, are you sure, though? Yeah. I, I wish there was more that was done with that. Shockwave, his plot kind of went nowhere. Um, at the end of Earthrise... Uh, Megatron is like, okay, so one of you is going to get promoted. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, Starscream. And Soundwave and Shockwave are like, bro, what the fuck? We have literally been more dedicated and, you know, more loyal to you than this fucking clown. Uh, and after that, he stopped being relevant to the plot. <laughs> yeah, he kind of just fucking disappeared. Yeah, uh, where's, where's Shockwave? Uh, somewhere. He's around. Uh, I'm sure he'll show up again sometime if you... Search, search for titties. You'll find him eventually. Uh, he was in the Bumblebee movie, though, for, like, two seconds, and he had his original voice actor, and it was great. Oh my gosh, I, I loved that. I was so thrilled when I saw that, because I had seen the Bay movies, or... I'm not actually sure if I saw Bumblebee or Bay first, but I knew how he looked in the Bay movies, and seeing him, like, in his full purpley glory, instead of just being, like... Crumple tinfoil. Oh, it was so refreshing. Everything in the Bumblebee movie was so refreshing. Like, Shockwave looked good. Soundwave looked good. The Seekers looked good. Everything was great, but Shockwave looked real good. Yeah, the other day, uh, when I was at the store, I saw, like, the toy of him, which, by the way, the Shockwave toy is absolutely tiny. It is in the same size class as Ravage. Uh, it's very small. Yeah, they started coming out with a lot of, like, the mini-pack things. Like, I was at Universal the other day, and the only Shockwave that I could find was, like, the really tiny ones that were, like, in, like, the retro packs or whatever the fuck. Okay, yeah. No, I I really want to get that. At some point, I'm going to have to go back and collect that boy because he's so cute, and it, it looks extremely accurate to the movie as well, which... I can you know. I can get it for you cheaper. I have 20% off because I have an annual pass. And also, shipping to Canada is expensive, and I don't want you to have to pay another $80 to get a figure. <laughs> no, don't worry. I can find this one in the stores. Don't. Okay, okay, I, good. I appreciate your offer, though. I know that you're, like, a super fan with, like, a million discounts. Yeah! <laughs> okay, so now comes... I just love holding them in my hands and, and imagining that they are holding me back. I was I was with you until you said holding me back is 
<laughs> I like to hold him in my hand and, you know, just be like, ah, cute little guy, but, uh... There is a shockwave, however, that I don't want to hold me because he's the worst shockwave to ever exist and he's terrible, and that's shockwave in the IDW comics. Oh, the IDW comics did some very interesting things to a lot of characters. I'll never forgive what they did to Star Saber, who comes from a show I don't even like that much. But <laughs> Shockwave, they took what they had in like the Marvel comics and just upped it to a million. They're like, what if Shockwave had a god complex and then became god and also a prime and also Unicron at the same time and also a senator? And everyone was like, what the fuck? It was a very interesting part of the comics. I wasn't paying attention to the main series at all up until, uh, what was it? Dark something. Dark Cybertron. Dark, uh, Dark Cybertron trilogy, yes. That was incredibly confusing. I was like, okay, where does where does Dark Cybertron start? What's happening? Why is why is Optimus here all of a sudden? I thought we were done with Optimus. And then there's Long this story short is that um Shockwave kind of <clears throat> manipulated the entirety of time space uh to become Onyx Prime in the past and then manipulated the continued time space to make Optimus a prime and then he became a prime again and then he was originally a senator and then it's all very confusing but at the end of the day Shockwave wanted to he he uh, summoned Unicron so that Unicron could eat all of the planets and become one with whatever the fuck and then at the end uh, he was like oh Maybe I have made a mistake. And then Optimus was like, but I remember when you were a senator, Shockwave, don't you? And then Shockwave was like, oh, fuck. And then he died. That's, yeah, you, you explained it uh, surprisingly in a condensed and clear manner. And I'm still confused. Yeah, no, that's the into Shockwave's entire existence in the IDW comics is so fucking confusing because you find out he was the original Onyx Prime because he sent himself back in time somehow and became Onyx Prime and then transferred the Matrix and he he's the one that planned Optimus becoming Optimus Prime so that he could use Optimus while he was Senator Shockwave to basically usher in the end of everything because he's like I will be the one standing at the event horizon etc etc and it was it's god he goes so fucking crazy he's so crazy it's nuts what i want to know is how is any of this logical it's not at some point in the comics he actually loses the concept of what is and isn't logical for his pursuit of becoming basically a god and he destroys like six planets because of it I mean, I will give him credit, at least the fact that he decided to become god meant that Starscream wasn't the one with those aspirations, for once. No, Starscream was the martyr this time. Yeah, Starscream was a good boy. You know, there are other Starscream times- Starscream played the role of Optimus real well. Yeah, there are other times when, uh, you know, Starscream is the shit face and, uh, you know, Shockwave's a good boy. And this time, the roles were reversed. Shockwave took a bullet for, uh, you know, Starscream's rep reputation. And then Starscream's reputation actually improved, and it was it was really weird. But all you need to know is that IDW Comics Shockwave was completely unhinged. Absolutely fucking bonkers. Still had a really nice rack, but absolutely unhinged. Yeah, did did the rack come with Emperada, or did he have that all along? No, and the IDW Comics that, uh, they, well, he had his, uh, n well, no, because they changed his entire body. The rack came with the Emperada. Oh, well... You heard it here, folks. Uh, go get yourself Emperadud, and you too can have no! <laughs> the no! most glorious rack. No! Don't, no, don't do that! 
You can get a rack without being emperor on it. And actually, in fact, I know a wonderful cosmetic surgeon from Velocitron that can help you out with literally anything that you need. Sounds fake. I'll still get the Emperada. No! Don't! Don't listen to Bogey! Don't do that! So, Shockwave... <laughs> all you need to know is that Shockwave ruins everything. Shockwave ruins everything, and he's terrible, and he only exists to make things worse, and he has huge Hongadonka Bonkala robots, which we're going to talk about in a minute when we go to the Thirst Corner, but right now, uh, we have some sponsors and we have some commercials, and you kind of have to sit through them, because that's that's how this sort of thing works. Right, I'm Bogey? I'm not going to sit through them. I'm already making my appointment to, uh, you know, get all of my consciousness removed and put into... No! A new body? Uh, no! It's, it's happening. <laughs> don't. Please don't. Please don't get emperorated. It's not fun. It's not I'm fun. I'm already going. Bye, Livewire. No! See ya. See ya. No, God. Shit. Okay. Bye. Uh, we'll, we'll be back. Hi everybody, Hanari here. I am a human that has been ripped from time and space to bring you uh, some announcements and our sponsors because those are things that we have uh, for some reason uh, because podcasts are just like that sometimes so uh, give me just a second to get through these. If you are a cosplayer, or if you are an avid crafter, or if you like literally anything that has to do with costuming, or thermoplastic, or wigs, or drag, or special effects makeup, or literally any of that, uh, Embellish FX is your one-stop shop for literally anything you could ever possibly need when it comes to both costuming and theater and all other forms of creative self-expression. They have so many things in their store, including wigs, thermoplastics, uh, EVA foam for people who like to make armor out of that. Uh, they have airbrush uh, stuff. They have airbrushes. They have stencils, tons of different kinds of special effects and latex, as well as fully crafted costumes right there in the store that you can buy. It does have a physical location, but you can also go on their website at embellishfx.com. That is E-M-B-E-L-L-I-S-H-F-X.com. And if you type in the code uh, HANARI15, you will get 15% off your total purchase when you check out. I will admit I have not tried this yet on the website itself. I have only done it when I have gone in uh, in person, and it was uh, recommended because I ran into one of the owners uh, at the post office once, and they gave my code to another person at the post office, so I assume that it works if the people that work there are giving out the code. 
And Bellish FX is a really great place. And the people that work there are super nice. They have literally everything that you could ever need. I often go in there when I need some last minute supplies for something that I'm working on. Uh, they do not currently have 3D print filament, but they are working on getting everything over. And they just opened a brand new building and it is huge. Not only is it big, but they also hold a special effects classes and tutorials so that you can go in and learn how to do special techniques for drag and cosplay and theater and all of those different kinds of things. So go to embellishfx.com, uh, E-M-B-E-L-L-I-S-H-F-X.com and type in the partner code HANARI15, H-A-N-A-R-I-1-5 uh, and please tell me if it works because I haven't used it yet, but other people are allowed to, so I, I'm hoping something happens and that this isn't all just me talking into space. That was the uh, normal advertisement. Now to get into the uh, not normal and not safe for work advertisement because we are an adult show for adults and that is who should be listening to this show. And if you're not an adult uh, or you are under 18, you're grounded. Listen, we're all thirsty robo-fuckers. Uh, unfortunately, the robots that we all want to fuck don't exist in real life. Uh, but there are some great alternatives that you can purchase and have and own for yourself. And uh, you can get some of those alternatives at Adam and Eve. Uh, Adam and Eve is an adult website that has a lot of not safe for work things uh, such as toys and lingerie and other things to help you get on with your bad self while thinking of Optimus Prime in bed if that is in fact who you think about. I don't because I see him as a father figure but I digress. Adam and Eve has all kinds of toys and accoutrements for every kind of uh, set of reproductive organs that anyone may have. And if you go on their website and you type in the partner code HANARI, H-A-N-A-R-I, at checkout, uh, you will be able to get 50% off of uh, almost any one item plus free shipping for anyone in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, any customers outside of the U.S. and Canada will still get the 50% off almost any one item, uh, just not the free shipping. Uh, it's a really cool website. I have like a lingerie robe from them that's very soft and very pretty and I wear it around the house because that's what you're supposed to do when you buy those kinds of things. But they have a lot more stuff and it's uh, it is it is all not safe for work. Let's be real here. It's for it's for the fun times after the sun goes down or before the sun goes down. I don't control when y'all fuck. Um, but adamandeve.com is where you go to get pretty much anything you need to spice up your day, night, or otherwise. So go on over to adameve.com, that is A-D-A-M-E-V-E.com, and type in partner code HANARI at checkout to receive 50% off of almost any one item and a free shipping for the U.S. and Canada. The musical accompaniment for this episode and uh, all episodes was done by Daniel Jackson. It is from his song Lurker. Uh, you can find him online uh, at nightcallsk.bandcamp.com. That's n-i-g-h-t-c-a-l-l-s-k.bandcamp.com to find all of his music. And he is the one that does the intro and the outro and all of the in-betweens for the show. That's about it for uh, this brief commercial break. Uh, again, I'm just here to tell you guys about commercials and sponsors and all of the other somewhat important stuff because uh, I care about it. I'm not sure if the other two do, 
Uh, so I'm going to go and leave you guys to the proper hosts of this show because I think my cat is calling me. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you want to give us a shout out on Twitter or any other social media, uh, you can tweet out hashtag EnergonShots. Uh, it's self-explanatory. It's not hard. Uh, we will find it. We will read it. That is a guarantee. I now leave you to the mercy of the thirst corner and all of that all, all of that nonsense. Uh, have fun. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Thirst Corner. I have just corralled Bogey for making one of the worst decisions of his entire life. Let's hope it stays that way. You, you did make some pretty convincing arguments. I like having two eyes, quite frankly. Please. And, and like, you know, your consciousness and your sense of freedom and hands. I... Well, the hands I can do without. Cl claws are fine, you know. Little claw clippy hands. It's, that's okay. And a but face. Okay. Uh, we're not. Okay. But well, hi everybody. Welcome to the thirst corner. We just we just took a couple shots at Shockwave. Now we're gonna take a couple uh, shots to quench our thirst. First order of business: titties. It's it's always the titties first, you know. I could try to say something else, but that's just when you look at him. That's what first hits you, you know, because. Titties! Because he walks into you, and it bumps into you, because that's the part that protrudes furthest forward. Uh, I just want to shove my grubby little hands all over the window and smoosh my face up against it. They're not, they're not smooshy. They are firm, uh. solid metal. <laughs> yeah, they are. God. I, why did they do that? Why does he have such a big, like, boob? Who decided this? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not complaining. Like... Did did the toy really need this this massive thing? Where does that part even go in the transformation? Uh, the front. All the way to the front. All the way to the front. Oh man, because like um in the commercial bumpers uh of the G one cartoon, it just it was like his hands that were in the front, and like something you know came up over the hands, and that was the front of the gun, and like the boobs did nothing in the transformation. So it was like, I'm wondering if they just did that voluntarily they just really wanted to have booba they well i mean they couldn't put booba on others because there weren't any female transformers at the time shockwave was made so they looked at him and they're like oh yes we must overcompensate give him the booba i think it is fitting that in the episode with the female transformers he was the one that was there he was he was one of the main decepticons of that episode which yeah. i wonder if there's like some kind of correlation in the you know in the chest department like, he was the perfect one to introduce them because he outranks all of them. <laughs> oh, titty envy. Yeah. That is, uh... Titty envy. That's a very interesting thing I see, like, in fan art. Like, there are people who, um... I've, I've seen them, like, put uh, the boobs on TFA Shockwave, which I think is a very good thing. But also, I yes. see them uh, take the boobs of regular Shockwave and just kind of, like, drag them out even further. Just make a big joke out of it. He could hold, like, a whole, um, like, a whole dinner table on there, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's lots of fan art of people literally, like, fucking, I saw one of Rumble and Frenzy the other day, literally just, like, lying down and sitting on his chest cavity. And oh, my God. And he was just, like, completely nonplussed. It was great. Oh, man. <laughs> That's wonderful. It's great. But his his titties change depending on what depiction of him there are. Like TFP Shockwave, TFP Shockwave had the titties. They were not blocky, but he had them. 
They were very impressive. They did focus more on his legs, which I appreciate. Um, but wait, no, I have the figure. I can run out and grab it in a minute. Not right now. But something that also changed, which is another thing that people really like to focus on, is uh, his gun. His gun arm. Yeah, that's... He, he usually has, like, a gun uh, arm sort of thing. There was one G1 episode where he was... left arm. Like, yeah. There was one G1 episode where he was, like, holding himself but smaller as a gun, which I thought was adorable. <laughs> um... But that's that a, happens a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of figures of him, both official and third party, that have, like, different hands you can put on him. And some of them give him a left hand. I'm like, no, 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 that's so wrong. That's, how could you do that? He doesn't, he's not supposed to have a hand there, guys. Come on. All of the Cyberverse and Transformers toys that Shockwave has out do not have replacement hands. It's just the gun. Finally, Cyberverse did something right in the toy department. Yeah! So, and it's interesting, too, because G1 Shockwave's gun is, like, it kind of just looks like a weird barrel. But TFP Shockwave's gun is a fucking plasma cannon. He he just upgraded, you know? He had all that Hot. time to himself. What else was he going to do? Hot. <laughs> I, I read a fan fiction. Listen, so the gun is definitely a fetish thing. Because I read a fan fiction once of, uh, God, it was uh, Shockwave and Starscream. Yes, it was Shockwave and Starscream because that's a ship. And, uh, of course, it's a ship. And uh, Shockwave fucking shoved his gun between Starscream's legs. And it got really fucking hot. And Starscream was like, oh, no, I'm in danger. But this is really sexy. And it was kind of fun to read. Oh, that sounds exceptionally dangerous. That... <laughs> what if what if he misfires? What happens then? That's all part of the risk, baby. No risk, no reward. I I don't think the reward is worth it in that circumstance. I feel bad for Shockwave that he will never experience the pleasure of eating out because he no longer has a tongue. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I broke it. I look Yeah, so the worst part about Emperada, which is one of the things I managed to successfully convince Mogi not to do, is that when you get Emperaded, you lose your face and you lose your mouth and you lose everything except like a single light bulb for an eye, and you can't eat out and you can't suck dick, so what's the fucking point? Yeah, I mean when it comes to um TFA Shockwave, he has no face and still he somehow has like a chin. Which is very impressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed uh, that uh, Derek J. White was able to like extend out the the courtesy of Big Chin to everyone, even those who you know otherwise would not be able to have it. Which is just uh, equality. We love you, Derek. Rest in peace. Yeah, but that was yeah. He got a chin, and it was very odd. And I, if if you ask me. I genuinely believe that a lot of Whirl's reimagined design was based off of TFA Shockwave. Really? Why is that? If you look at them, it's not that they're similar in body type, but they are similar in, like, genet like general makeup. Like, they both have a very rectangular, like, oblong head. The claws that they, like, they both have, like, extended claws. They're both kind of lanky with the same general body shape. I genuinely believe that uh, World's Redesign in the IDW comics was loosely based off of TFA Shockwave, just like how uh, Quark was based off of TFA Perceptor. Oh, yeah, that's right. Quark was based off Perceptor. I'd never thought of it that way. Yeah. yeah. I I want to see um, TFA Shockwave, like, have more... More of his elements should be incorporated into future Shockwaves. Uh, I like the claws, but I kind of... Okay, 
for that design, I understand why he doesn't have the gun arm. Um, and if you have the toy... It needed to be incognito! Yeah. And, like, if you have the toy, there is, like, this kind of, um, turret that you can put over his hand to kind of simulate that. Yeah, no, it, it looks a little bit weird. It protrudes out quite a bit. Um, so I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, great. I have that one, too. Yeah. Which, oh, fun fact, um, that, that particular, um, mechanism of, like, the, you know, the kind of, it's like a crane that folds forward into a gun. Um, yeah. That's most likely a reference to Armada Longarm, which has nothing to do with Shockwave, but it's a minicon that does basically the same thing, and it's called Longarm, and Shockwave's mm. disguise in TFA is Longarm, and I wonder if there's some kind of <clears throat> correlation, something... Hmm. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there is. Yeah, but we, we may you, never know. However, would you, would you consider TFA Shockwave sexy? I kind of <laughs> would say so. I... I just really like his design. I think it's cool. I don't know how sexy it is, but I think it's like a really, you know, he's got a nice look to him. You know, he's very uh, okay. aesthetically nice. Then would you then would you agree with the statement that Shockwave, all Shockwaves, are simultaneously the least and most sexy design ever? Hmm. I, oh, I, I guess so. I can't come up with any argument against that, so. I, I love, I'm winning so much today. <laughs> Look, again, like, the tits don't lie. The tits do not lie. Another thing that makes Shockwave sexy is that he's a cat dad, and everyone loves cat dads. He's a very responsible pet owner. I, I will give him that. Uh, he's got a lot of little, and also sometimes, in the case of Bavers, big friends. That he's like, you know, I guess he gives them, like, treats. What are, what are like, Cybertronian treats? Like, metal shavings? Energon jellies? Yeah, that. I forgot Energon was it's a thing like, for a second there. Yeah, Energon jellies, um, there's, like, uh, metal shavings for certain drinks and stuff like that. Uh, I think the only thing that I've really seen are, like, Energon jellies and, like, I guess personalized chocolates, which is also Energon, because all they can consume is Energon. It's very confusing. I guess he could also but feed his... can't eat anyway, because he doesn't have a fucking mouth. Yeah, I, I guess what he could feed to his pets is uh, other Cybertronians. Like, that works, right? I guess. You know. I Listen, I'm just saying that Shockwave, Shockwave's design is a sexy design. But when he opens his mouth, he says the least sexy things you would ever possibly hear from anyone, even though his voice is like silk. What, what mouth? What mouth, Livewire? Exactly. The mouth that he can't give head with. What if he, like, retracts his eye? Can he, like, no, like kind of fold no, that open? No, 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 I think you're... No, moving on! You're just discounting the possibilities. You're so, you're so no. set in your ways. Look, look, anyway, I... Anyway, let's talk about the fandom <laughs> interpretation of Shockwave before this gets out of control. Uh, everyone wants to fuck him. This everyone. Is, and this everyone is... wants him to fuck Soundwave. Okay, I... The first one is not true, but the second one is true, partially because Wave Wave is straight up the best ship name ever, and try to come up with something better, you Wave can't. Wave Wave is great! It's so good. God, I... Wave Wave is so good! And they kind of work, because most of the time they are, like, both, uh, 
not really like second in commands, but they're like up there, very high up on the chain of command in, in the Decepticon. Soundwave uh, is canonically the third in command, and Shockwave is like the the um, head like science person. Yeah, uh, whatever. He he's up there. He's up there, and so the two are often like. You know, they often have to witness, like, Starscream doing just the most insane shit and Megatron making horrible decisions. And they, like, you know, they exchange a glance and they just, they're over it. They're done with it. It's fine, you know? They're like, hmm, this shit again. I I definitely feel like they exchange gossip. Like, they know everything, they've seen everything, and they both, like, you know, have Energon tea with each other and just, like, talk shit. Oh yeah, of course. You know. I mean, maybe not the TFP version because Soundwave doesn't talk, uh, but he, like, you know, dubstep remixes back whatever Shockwave says in, you know, affirmation or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there, there is a scale for Shockwave that is boob to cryptid, and I have it sitting in front of me. So oh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say Shockwave, and you tell me whether or not it classifies as boob or cryptid, starting with G1 Shockwave. He's definitely boob. This this guy is not a cryptid in this unless you count him like not showing up in a ton of episodes. Yes, you are correct. G1 Shockwave is all the way to the left as boob Shockwave. Awesome. Uh what do you think uh TFA Shockwave is? Easy. All the way cryptid. There is no Shockwave more cryptid than this fucker. Correct. He is all the way on the right side of the cryptid scale. Where would you place TFP Shockwave? I think closer to boob than cryptid, honestly. You are correct. He is second to the left on boob. This is easy. And we're... Yeah, uh, Cyberverse Shockwave. Oh, boy. Uh, I still think he's more boob than cryptid. He does not come across as having super cryptidy vibes. Incorrect. He is directly in the middle. Okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, Bayverse... Last but not least, Bayverse... I can't believe they didn't include Shock Blast. What did Shock Blast ever do? Besides being in one of the least high-rated Transformers cartoons ever. I answered <laughs> I answered my own question. Anyways, Bayverse, yeah. Bayverse is exceptionally unsexy. He is, I think, the least sexy <laughs> of all Shockwaves, including Shock Blast. So, more cryptid oh, yeah, than Boo. For sure. More cryptid. He is definitely more on the cryptid scale. That is correct. He is the least sexy of all Shockwaves. He's the only one that does not fulfill the criteria of hot ants and unhot. Hot and unhot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, that. Hot. <laughs> he is simultaneously sexy and unsexy. Yeah. And I'm going to send you a picture, and you're going to hate me. No, I, don't, don't send me images. I'm sending you images. <laughs> oh, I don't like Oops. that. Uh, for anyone who can't see this, which is all of you because this is audio... <laughs> It is uh, TFP shockwave with the boobs stretched out laterally. It's just an extremely wide boob. boob is, Why are his shoulders the all the way out there? Jesus Christ! <laughs> so anyway, it's horrifying to look at. I'm, I'm looking away from it now. So the fandom is really obsessed with God. shockwave's boobs, as they should be. It's fantastic. Uh. Uh, even in the Devastation game, it it pans up and you just see his fucking boobs. So uh, what what next on the agenda? What what what's on the agenda? What what's what's next on the agenda after after forcing me to look at that horrible oh, thing? Oh, his canon and fanon interpretation. What so, else is there? <clears throat> people that interpret him uh, in the fandom typically more or less get him 
correct for the most part. Although people who write fan fiction really love to just shove the word logical in as many fucking times as they possibly can. Because once somebody says one thing, that's their entire character, don't you know? I, I will blame uh, TFP for making him say logical and illogical a lot, but I do agree that when I do see, like, uh, you know, fan fiction and fan art, it tends to get massively overblown. Like, that's not his whole personality, guys. He's, he's still, like, a person. Yeah, but mostly people just give a shit about him for his boobs, and because they're like, well... If if he's so logical, then maybe if he if he has experience with me, a human, I can teach him how to love. Oh God! Isn't isn't like it the so much? Isn't the the real um uh, appeal of that someone who is completely uninterested? Like, isn't that a very big thing in fandom where people are like, oh, I want to get uh railed by someone who doesn't care they're disinterested they could be doing anything else right now and they derive no pleasure from this oh yeah oh yeah absolutely like they there's this one really good fanfic that i'll get into with the fanfic recommendations where it's like the human and like their relationship or whatever thing is seen as an experiment and that's a big thing with him it's like anything that shockwave does in in fandom in writing in fan art anything that i've seen is Shockwave is treating it as an experiment. And I think that's a really interesting way to kind of go about that. Yeah, I I kind of like that. I wish there was more of that shown, like, uh, in canon in general, because it tends to be uh, somewhat surface level at times, or there isn't, like, enough time to really explore his personality properly, you know? And yeah, the fandom definitely does uh, fill, fill in the gaps, uh... But, you know, I, I really hope that um, Earthspark uh, has him in it, first of all, and, you know, second of all, does some stuff with him, you know, puts a new spin on it, you know, explores some yes. different sides. Yeah, it's great. Um, but I think the thing that people do most in the fandom is uh, shipping him with either Soundwave or Blur. And let's talk about those ships. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. I do not like Shock Blur. I, look... Look, I understand why people like it. First of all, uh, every most of like the prominent ships in TFA are a Decepticon with an Autobot because there's size difference there. It's like an inherent thing. It's really exciting and all that. And I understand why it's these two. Like, Shockwave did a horrible thing to him. He has all this power. And a lot of people like to see Blur in the position of power over Shockwave, which is understandable. You know, they want him to get his revenge. They I've seen fan art where, like, Shockwave wave is kind of at blur's mercy which is an interesting concept um at the same time the ship makes no sense all that ever happened was it shockwave... doesn't make any sense he just turns him into a cube yeah when when blur goes to like uh you know he he runs all the way from earth to to cybertron which okay blur sure sure all right um let blur be fast it's the only thing he's good at he's He's good at being undercover. Let's let's not give him, uh, you know, let's not take away some of the credit for him. But mm-hmm. when he does all of that, he goes through all that effort, and he's like, "All right, you know, there's a there's a Decepticon spy in Autobot ranks. The person he has to tell is Longarm, which, oh, 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 Blur. Oh, look, poor, poor, poor <laughs> Blur. 
And of course, you know, uh, Longarm tries not to reveal his hand too early, but he kind of does. And he traps he traps Blur in the um, kind of like the maze-like tunnels of whatever facility is nearby. And he fucking compacts him into a cube, hands the cube to Cliffjumper's like, please dispose of this sensitive material. And Cliffjumper just clueless does it. And that's the end of their interaction. They don't interact again because from that point forward in the show, Blur is effectively dead and Shockwave can just do whatever the fuck he wants and he doesn't make reference to Blur again. Unfortunately, he... Blur and Shockwave is the most popular ship in the fandom above Wave Wave. And I are, hate it. Are you kidding me? It's That's one continuity. It's not even like multiple continuities. You know, they never interact no. in like... Like, do they ever interact in G1 or anything? No, they don't interact in, like, literally any other continuity, but on Archive of Our Own, Blur and Shockwave have 261 of their own fanfictions, and Shockwave and Soundwave have 189, so a full, like, 70 above it. God, time time to start writing 70 fanfics for a ship that I'm, you know, pretty uh, positive about, but I don't, it's not my favorite. Uh, I need to write this wrong. I... But also, it's all over Tumblr, too. Like, there, so there's a couple of really good artists that just draw, like, nothing but Shockwave. One of them is Cybernetic Oreos. Uh, they also draw their own, uh, like, self-insert-ish character a lot with Shockwave, which looks really cool. Uh, and, like, but most of the art that isn't uh, Shockwave and Soundwave together is uh, Shockblur. <clears throat> but one really good uh, artist that does Shockwave and Soundwave is Omniavolo. And I have been following them for a long, long time. Their shit is cash as hell. I mean, it's so good. If you're if you're into like the the size difference, and you want to ship, uh, you know, TFA Shockwave with a shorter blue transformer, Soundwave is right there. He's short. He's blue, and he also doesn't show up in much of the show, and has no interaction with with Shockwave. Like that one's. That one's more plausible because at the very least, Soundwave isn't, like, absolutely traumatized by Shockwave, you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But there's a lot of really good Shockblur artists, too. Uh, Utane, U-T-A-N-E, uh, draws a bit of Shockblur. Um, Kadsk, which I, I'm going to spell that because no one's going to get that. K-A-T-Z-S-K-E also draws a lot of Shockblur. Uh, I think the person that did my uh, profile picture for um, for my Livewire also drew, like, a lot of shock, uh, shock blur. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, it's this shit's fucking everywhere. So, but it's, like, there's other ships with that. Uh, so, Blur and Shockwave is the most popular one. Uh, Shockwave and Soundwave is the second most popular one. And then Optimus Prime and Shockwave is the third most popular one. Where does that one come from? Is that like IDW? Uh, yeah, that's from IDW because uh, Optimus and Orion was friends with Shockwave when he was a senator. Oh. And then the Dark Cybertron trilogy, when Shockwave was like, I am going to become one with the Event Horizon. Optimus was like, no, remember who you are, Simba. <laughs> I mean, Shockwave. Okay, yeah. I, and he's like, oh, I can fuck. see that. I can see that. Yeah. And then after that is Megatron and Shockwave. That one is extremely good. I, oh, I so good. I think that one's probably my favorite because of how loyal Shockwave usually is to Megatron. Like even when it's no longer logical to be loyal to this fucker because he's you know kind of incompetent a lot of the time, he still like mm -hmm, sticks mm -hmm. through with it. 
You know, he goes millions of years with no contact, and still, he, like, idolizes this guy. I mean, the, um... Oh, yeah, like, there, the sense of camaraderie that the two of them have is, like... I, I get that Soundwave has more of a sense of camaraderie with Megatron. I get it. But, like, Shockwave is, like, he he just kind of does things that he wants anyway. So, when he, like, if Shockwave and Megatron are going to be together, Shockwave is definitely going to be the one to be like, Hey, Megatron, let's fuck. And Megatron will be like, what? And Shockwave would be like, did I stutter? I No, no, no. You Shockwave is definitely, like, uh subbier like there's no way that he has any level of power over megatron at least like in the continuities i'm thinking of you know tfa obviously he's sees megatron as his senpai i think the best episode that demonstrates this is um this is why i hate machines where uh shockwave finally is able to reunite with megatron and you know show his true colors finally mm. um, yes 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 because at that point like lugnut who is absolute hero worshiping megatron He's like, oh, oh yeah, that fucking psychopath. Oh, I I like Lugnut. He's a good guy. Uh, well, he's not a he's good guy, weird. but he's great. He's weird and he's bad and he's uh, he he's doing his best. It's just he, unfortunate that his best isn't great. Yeah, but like when he realizes that Shockwave is like just as loyal as him, like all this this whole time he's like preaching like, oh, you know, Megatron is so good. Praise Megatron. But the second he finds someone who is just as dedicated to Megatron as he is, he's like, out of the way, bitch, he's mine. And like they get into like <laughs> they get into like a literal like slap fight and they're like rolling all over the floor trying to like just tackle each other. Uh oh and, my god, it's so great. And later on in another episode, the two of them again feuding over Megatron. They're both working on something and like Lugnut falls over and gets stuck on his back, and Shockwave, who usually is extremely stoic, is just laughing his ass off at him. And it's just like in the background; it's blinking, you miss it, but he's <laughs> he's laughing at him. It's amazing. They're Good. so he's... Good for him. I'm proud of him. I feel like Megatron and Shockwave and TFP would also have really good chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the only people on the ship that's as tall as Megatron is. I think he's actually bigger. Is is he actually? Uh, I am going to have to check, but I know that he's, like, the closest one that's as big as Megatron. Huh. Yeah. Pretty King notwithstanding. Uh, but yeah. they're, like, self-shipping with Shockwave is also a really big thing, kind of like I mentioned, because everyone's like, oh, well, he's so logical, but I can fix him. And I'm just sitting back here like, you can fix him. I can make him worse. Yeah. Uh, I could make him better. I could uh, add even more boob. Just, just you know. Just more boob? Yeah. Take off a slice, you know, insert more in between, and then put the slice back on, uh, and you got boob sandwich. Just Where is the shoulders going to go? Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking, like, forward. I'm not putting it sideways. Oh, okay. I'm talking, I'm talking, we're moving this thing outwards. I want him. Do you want his? Do you want his boobs to be a nice table chaise lounge for you to lie on and gaze longingly into his big red eye? Not for me. For all of Cybertron, <laughs> I I'm doing for this. All of Cybertron. This is this is an altruistic gesture. I want him to uh, fall over every time he walks, but the boobs are so big that they just prop him right back up. You know, that's and he gets stuck in the ground. <laughs> God, he just gets stuck in the ground. Man. Oh God. I do I do have some fan fiction recommendations because there's a lot of really good ones. Uh, most of them are self-insert, but uh, these are all the ones that I have saved in my bookmarks. So 
the first uh, recommendation that I have is Empirata by Kyber Hearts. Uh, K-Y-B-E-R-H-E-A-R-T-S. Uh, the K and the H are capital. It's very good. The premise is that Shockwave accidentally ends up, like, fucked up somewhere near your house. And you work with the Autobots, but you're really more of, like, a neutral mechanic engineer. And you restore him enough to go back home. And he kind of just comes and checks up on you every once in a while. And it's really good. That's so nice of him. Yeah, it's very nice of him. It's very illogical, and everything's like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, he loses a part of himself, and then you have to put it back in him, and then he's like, wow, things are different now, and it's like really well done. Oh, nice. Yeah, the second one is, uh, this is a very popular one. I don't remember whether or not I actually have it on my saved, but I know that it's a very popular one. It's called Canary in a Coal Mine by Skane's Mate. I think the premise is that uh, the Decepticons kind of took over the whole world and they took you hostage uh, because you can sing and it's real weird, but it's also a, it's a self-insert shockwave fic. I don't think I've actually read all of it, but I know that it's super popular and a lot of other people like it. So if you're looking for recommendations, that one's a good one. And then another one that I do have... Uh, that I really like is another self-insert. It's called Quarantine by Punch Detective. So punch underscore detective. And it's basically uh, you are quarantined with uh, Shockwave because you get infected by a virus. And the virus basically makes like you have to fuck Shockwave to stop being infested with the virus. And it's one of those. And it's great. Oh, God. I'm not really those. a huge fan of the whole, like, sex pollen, like, thing that happens in fan fictions because I'm like, oh, this is so cliche. I hate sex pollen. It's dumb. There's no reason for this because I'm the kind of person that reads stories for the plot, but this one's very well done. Starscream's also there. To He's not, like, a part of anything. He's just there that you can bitch at him, and Shockwave gives him shit, and that's fun. But, yeah, that one's really good. So I highly recommend all three of those if you want to read some nice fan fictions with Shockwave. Yeah, nice, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're very good. They are very good. Um, Shockwave, Shockwave himself is, is very good looking in most. Not very good acting, but uh, to personal opinion, uh, Bogey, what Shockwave do you think is the sexiest Shockwave? Oh, this question. This question! <laughs> let me let me think about that. Well, definitely not the IDW comic one. He's too unhinged to be sexy, in my opinion. Yeah, a little bit. Honestly, I think I'll go with, like, classic G1. He's... It's, really? It's a, yeah, it's a really good design. I'm... <laughs> I know I've been talking about the boobs a lot, but I am not a boob man. I'm not actually into that. But I do think... Oh? Then what are you into? You will never find out. I will find out one day! Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day, not today. But I do think that... The listeners are demanding it! The listeners demand it! They uh, will have to keep demanding and, you know, send send in your uh, demands and complaints to... Uh, I don't have a P.O. box, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can send them to me! Yeah, and I'm sure... And I will read them out loud on the air. Thanks. I, I really appreciate that. You know, this is what friendship is all about, right? <laughs> what so about you? you what really do you think? You really think the G1 is the sexy... Oh, come on. How, how do you know me? It's always going to be TFP. The answer is always going to be TFP. Every time? Every time? Really? Yes. 
He is he is round. He has chunky legs. He has a very attractive voice who I've met in person. And he came over and he whispered in my ear in Shockwave's voice. And I almost had a heart attack. And then he showed me behind the scenes footage of them recording for TFP. And it was great. David, if you're listening to this, which you probably won't. Hi, I was the Tokiami at that one tiny Florida convention where only like 10 people kind of showed up. I had a bird head. It was great meeting you. You signed one of my shirts and it went through the wash and now it's gone. So I need you to sign my replica of the Forge of Solace Prime whenever you get the chance. Anyway, thank you. Um, but yes, TFP <laughs> Shockwave is definitely the sexiest Shockwave. In like, your I opinion. Will, I will sit on his chest all day. I mean, it's a little bit like slanted. Wouldn't you like fall off, you know, unless he's like leaning back I a will, little? I will hold on for dear life with all four of my hands. I have enough hands to climb to climb that tall drink of water. Is that is that why you have four hands? Is that the purpose? No, my other two hands are also guns. Oh, well, that's convenient. Yeah, it's great. So now we get to the most important part of the podcast and of everything. Hey, Bogey, fuck, Mary, kill, shockwave. Yay. Yay. <laughs> all right, all right. Which ones are you picking out for me this time? Fuck, Mary, kill, uh, Baver's shockwave. Oh, God. Uh, Marvel Comics shockwave. Oh, God. And Cyberverse Shockwave. What? Why are you doing this to me? They're all horrible. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, Cyberverse, Bayverse, Marvel. Yeah. Uh... I'm the one that asks the difficult questions here. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will kill Marvel Shockwave. He is too unhinged. He's like the one who started the whole concept of like Shockwave being unhinged in the first place. Uh, I, I honestly, I like my shockwaves a little bit more hinged, you know? So, uh, (laughs) he he has to die. He committed, uh, a sin that he can never be atoned from. So, goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, Marvel shockwave is dead. I think, (laughs) I hate the two I'm left with. I, (laughs) I cannot fuck Baver's shockwave because I'm pretty sure that, like, that's, like, you will get your dick shredded, like, putting it into, like, a fucking, uh, you know, cheese grater. Like, that's, that's not a good idea. Nobody wants that. So, uh, I guess I, I guess I have to marry him. I mean, I, I guess at least he'll be, like, quiet for the most part. He doesn't, like, say much, so I guess, I guess that, that's fine. You guess? Yeah. Commit! Yeah. Commit! God damn it! Fine, I will. I will marry Baver's shockwave and carry him bridal style to our uh, beautiful Malibu home, because <laughs> I am definitely big and strong enough to carry like a fucking twenty-ton pound skunk of metal. I oh, don't. Yeah, it's not like you're a mini bot or anything. Yeah, I, I. It's not like we're both mini bots or anything. I think I'm a little bit smaller than the average mini bot. To be fair. It's okay. It happens. Sizes and everything. But you would fuck Cyberverse Shockwave, huh? He's the only one that's left. And he's the only one with like... <laughs> Look, you don't put your dick in crazy. This is like the first rule they teach you at a at dick school. That's... <laughs> I... Look, look. He's he where, is the least where unhinged. Have you gone to, where have you gone to dick school? They, they teach you about it when you get your beast mode. It's, um, it's a whole thing. 
Look, it's uh, it's very I'm gonna, important. I'm gonna learn so much when this is all over. You won't. You won't. After this is all over, I'm gonna zip my lips, and that's you're gonna get nothing else from me. Stay tuned, world. You're gonna learn a lot in our next episode. Oh God, no! You gotta fuck Mary Kill. You can't just like do this to me and then you know just just. All right, give me the right. gauntlet. You think I'm all not right. ready? You think I'm not ready? Okay, okay, okay. Let's say let's go with a uh, G1. TFA Ooh. and Bumblebee movie. Ooh. Well, I would definitely fuck Bumblebee movie Shockwave. That is that is no contest. I would absolutely fuck Bumblebee movie Shockwave. Uh, I would marry TFA Shockwave and I would kill G1 Shockwave. Really? Just just like that? Yeah. No hesitation. Yeah, absolutely. Why why G1? Why this? Because if I marry TFA Shockwave, I will be protected from literally everything. And then if anyone ever does anything bad for me, uh, to me, I can just sick my giant, smart, handsome, beautiful boyfriend on them. And then they will die. And then we'll go home happy. And then Megatron will love both of us. So I will have half of the entire Decepticon army on my side, too. I... I guess, to be fair, uh, G1 Shockwave is kind of in, like, a shitty position. There's all these Autobots running around the base, like fucking vermin. If I kill him, I'll just put him out of his misery. He would have wanted it anyway. Quite possibly. He is in a- he is in a lot of misery. Yeah, he- the Decepticons aren't particularly smart in G1. This guy is, They're uh, not great. He's a little bit beleaguered. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck Bumblebee movie Shockwave, marry TFA Shockwave, and then kill G1 Shockwave. Absolutely. See, I couldn't pick, uh, you know, Transformers Prime Shockwave because that would have made things way too easy for you. <laughs> yeah. But that that pretty much concludes everything that we're doing today. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the Shockwave episode just like we did. Uh, take a shot every time you heard the word titties. Uh, <laughs> if, and if you do, you'll probably die. Don't don't kill the viewers. And also viewers, probably don't do Emperada. Like wait, you you don't gotta do you gotta like Don't No no no, no I, hey hey no. hey hey. Let's let's get like a balanced fair view on this. You need to make a list oh of pros God. and a list of cons, no. okay? There are no pros to Emperada, please. Okay, I'm ending this now. Thank you for listening, Just everybody. Think about Nobody it. get Emperada. Thank you. Goodbye. Just think about it. <laughs>